Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for listening here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results and headlines from the past couple of days before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, if you're a first-time listener to the show, happy Wednesday not been our best recently. We ended up taking a full day off uh, from plays yesterday. We've been ice cold on that front, but we are excited to turn things around today. It can change in a heartbeat, and what better day than today to do that? We're off to Ottawa the rest of the week, so we're going to be trying to post some daily videos while we're gone as well. But without further ado, we want to get right into the show. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, Contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. So as I said, we have been ice cold recently. We went winless on Monday. Uh, Austin Reeves missed by just a single point, and then the Lakers and Blue Jays both let us down. And then yesterday, we just took the day off. We had to change up the mojo. Took a day just to clear our head, and now we're back and ready to go. So let's start by talking about on the NBA front. The Boston Celtics, they uh, win game four, so now they're down 3-1. to one. They won 116-99 to 99 last night. Now, I hope you shopped around for this line yesterday because I saw it at 216.5, closed at 214.5, and, and of course, Vegas, knowing their stuff, finishes at 215 right on the nose. So I hope you got it at the best possible price, but they're able to deliver with a garbage time bucket. Shout out to Jeff Hunt over at the Off the Ball Network. I know that he had uh, the over in that game at 214.5. So Tatum, 33-11-7 and seven in a do-or-die game. That was a massive performance by him. Wasn't a great Jalen Brown game. He had 17 points in that game. Um, had a little bit of help some, from some of their other guys. Horford had 12, Derek White had 16. So overall team effort. Jimmy Butler was great once again, 29 points for the Heat. Not a lot of help for him on his side. Gabe Vincent did have 17, but when your second best player, Bam Adebayo, only has 10 points, then you're going to be in a bit of trouble. So now Boston gets to go home for game five. Now, I don't want to say that Boston's heading back to Miami quite yet. I've seen a lot of people saying, well, Miami's game seven is going to be that game six at home. But let's not forget that Miami did take both games in Boston um, with the entire world counting them out. As I have the entire postseason, I would be on the lookout for where that betting line is sitting. If I had to guess, we're probably going to be looking at somewhere around seven and a half, eight and a half 
with where these uh, teams are looking. But nonetheless, great win for the Celtics to keep the series alive. Now, Lakers and Denver. Lakers get swept, as you can tell on the screen. Nuggets win this series in four games. And all the credit in the world to the Nuggets. I mean, Jokic had another triple-double. He actually passed Wilt Chamberlain for the most triple-doubles in a single playoff run with eight, 30, 14, and 13. That's what's so dangerous about this Denver team is that their best player doesn't necessarily have to put up 40, 30, 25, whatever it is from Jokic. He's going to get other guys involved. Jamal Murray had 25. Aaron Gordon had 21. And Michael Porter Jr. with 15 and 10 in that game. So that's been the key to Denver's success all postseason long. They're not a particularly deep team. They only go about one or two guys into their bench. So they lean on their starters for 40 minutes in the playoffs and I uh, overall just a great performance by them. Now, LeBron, he was unreal in the first half. He had over 30 points, looked like he was turning back the clock, but he ran out of gas down the stretch. And this is where a lot of this has to be put on Anthony Davis, especially in that third quarter when Denver made their run. And that's what ultimately led to them winning the game when you're leading by 15 at halftime and then trailing heading into the fourth and you've got some issues. And 21 and 14 for Davis just isn't going to cut it especially when LeBron needed him, especially in that third quarter, to be that superstar for this team and that number one option as he's been supposed to be since LeBron has got there. Austin Reeves, he had 17, so he had a pretty nice night as well. They even got valuable Tristan Thompson minutes of all things. Didn't think I'd be saying that in the year 2023, but going to be a very interesting offseason for the Lakers. LeBron hinted at retirement after the game. I don't see that actually happening. I think he got caught up in the moment. But if he does retire, that completely changes the outlook of this franchise moving forward. Do they go into full rebuild mode? They could, especially trying to cash in on Davis value while he's still relatively young. But there's a lot of guys that are off the books. The only real guys under contract next year as of now are LeBron, AD, Vanderbilt, Bamba, and Max Christie. So Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, these are all guys that will be due some money if they want to bring them back. We also know that this is a big free agency summer. Kyrie Irving has been rumored to the Lakers, as he's always going to be anytime LeBron is involved. Chris Paul, what's going to happen with him in Phoenix? So going to be an interesting summer. I would love to see LeBron back. If he's not, then just blow it up and let's move on from this chapter of the Lakers franchise. Now, NHL playoffs wise have been relatively boring when you've got three nothing and both teams are down. It starts with Florida, who went up three to nothing, thanks to Bobrovsky and his one to nothing victory. And 32 to 17 were the shots for Carolina in game three. Bobrovsky just said, I don't care. And this is what's so exciting about the NHL playoffs is you never know what goaltender it's going to be. I had completely written off Florida because of Bobrovsky. I thought that they were going to get swept by Boston. I thought that Toronto would take care of them. Now we've got them up three to nothing on Carolina. Reinhardt was the only one who scored in game three. And it just feels like Carolina cannot solve this goaltender no matter what they do. And so another eight seed in the playoffs playing very well. It's the heat in the NBA and it is the Florida Panthers in the NHL. Now Dallas and Vegas last night, again, you look at the scoreline and you see a shutout 4 to nothing, and you would think that Vegas dominated this game. Well, Dallas won 60% of the face-offs. They outshot them 34-16. to 16. 
and they even out-hit them, so they were the more physical team. And it's just a tough result for them. Um, Hill stood on his head for Vegas, and Ottinger wasn't at his best in a game that, let's face it, they needed him to be at his very best. And when Aiden Hill's making 34 saves and Ottinger gets chased pretty early in this game, then it's going to be a very tough result for them to swallow. And so Wedgwood had to come in and picks up the loss in this game. So tough result, as I said. We got a Dallas Stars future at 25-1 to 1 that isn't looking very good now. Let's see if they can win game four and hopefully extend this series. This isn't the NBA where it's never happened, but down 3-0 for the most part in NHL history means that you're dead in the water. Now, in other news, Austin Eckler looks like he's remaining with the Chargers for one more year. Great deal for the Chargers. All that they really did was added a couple million in incentives for Eckler, which is a huge W for them. They get a guy who has been an impact both in their passing and rushing game. And so I do think that this is going to be a very good opportunity for Eckler to have a good year. And then he's going to be another year older and then the Chargers can move on, maybe draft a running back next year and get a bit younger because they've got a young guy in Justin Herbert. They've got Mike Williams in that passing game as well. So they can get young and they can be good for a very long time. Now, in the NBA, looks like the Suns have narrowed down their head coaching candidates. I like to see that they have a top four and they've got guys like Kings associate head coach Jody Fergus Fernandez and also Suns internally hiring potentially Kevin Young. Seeing Nick Nurse, I get it. Um, he's a recent NBA champion with the Raptors. He really did a lot with a group that didn't have a lot left in them. And even getting them into a play-in game scenario was good to see. But then you see that fourth name of Doc Rivers. And if that's the route that Phoenix wants to go, then I certainly won't be putting any money on a Phoenix Suns future anytime soon. You know my thoughts on Doc Rivers. Not a huge fan of his. And so I think it would be a big mistake for this Suns team if they went that route. Would love to see Nick Nurse, would love to see any of these other coaches get an opportunity. But if we're looking at Phoenix right now and what they're trying to do, they probably need Nick Nurse. He should be number one on that list because they need a guy with some experience that com commands respect in the locker room as well, as you've got KD and Booker. May not be the best opportunity to go down the road of first-time head coach. Uh, as we saw this fail in Brooklyn with guys like Steve Nash and plenty of other guys with no head coaching experience. So with that, let's head over and talk about the daily game slate of plays for today. But before we do, let's play the video. So let's start out with some PGA early looks for the Charles Schwab Challenge. Now, just taking an early look here today, I do want to see if there's a bit of line movement here with some of these guys. This was a great tournament last year. We did have uh, Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler in a playoff. If you remember, Sam Burns made that massive putt from the back of the green. But all eyes are going to be on Michael Block this week as well as he got into this tournament after his T15 at the PGA. Now, if you're looking at odds right now, Scotty Scheffler at plus 440. I don't know why you would make a PGA future of plus 440, but that's certainly a route that you can go. He's a very heavy favorite heading into this week after he had a good PGA. You've got Spieth and Finau 14 to 1, Hovland 15 to 1, 
and Morikawa 16 to 1. I don't actually like any of these guys for this event outside of maybe Fino at 14 to 1. But if I'm looking for value, I still want to get to that 20 to 1 if I'm going to be really considering a winner for this event. Now, looking at some top 20s that intrigue me, I do like Max Home at plus 114. He's a pretty common theme of this show. The way that he's playing has been phenomenal. Sam Burns, the defending champ at plus 132 for a top 20. I think that feels criminal in a way. I know he hasn't been playing his best golf recently, but I do think that when you have a former champion that loves the course, then I think this is a good spot. If you want to go down the Michael Blockard, I don't know if he's going to even make the cut, but at top 20 is plus 1,000. Kevin Kisner at plus 900 was an interesting one for a top 20. He's been playing some bad golf, but he's a guy that can turn it on at any given moment especially considering he's one of the best putters on tour. Now, let's talk EPL for today. Brighton plus 270 versus Manchester City minus 120. Now, I updated this banner last night. This morning I wake up, Brighton is now plus 210 and Manchester City's plus 110. So very significant movement in this game, and you might be asking yourself why it's moving towards Brighton. Well, City have won five straight, but they've already clinched the league. They're really not playing for anything. They want to keep their guys fresh and healthy for the FA Cup final that they have coming up against Manchester United. They've got the Champions League final coming up next month as well. So those are the trophies that they're chasing. They're going after that elusive treble. And so I look at Brighton. They have an outside shot at Europa. Um, I think that there's a lot to play for here for them. If they pick up the victory and then they win the final day and Liverpool doesn't, then they have a chance to pass them and get into that fifth spot in the league. So I do think that you look at City back in the fall time, three to one, they were the winners back then. I don't think that that previous success really matters in a situation like this. I just think Brighton's in a really good spot to go out and pick up the win, or at the very least, double chance was minus 123 last night. Curious where that's sitting now, as this line has significantly moved. Now, if we're talking Carolina and Florida, minus 115 is where we're at with the Panthers to sweep tonight. I want to play Carolina. I really do. But my heart and my wallet won't allow me to do that. Uh, I also won't. I don't want to back an eight seed to sweep either. So I do think that I'm in a tough spot here tonight. I think if you're looking to play this spot, you're probably looking the player prop route because it's very much a toss-up. If you're all in on Florida sweeping, then, then go hard. And if you think Carolina can extend it, then go that route as well. It's just not a route that we're looking to go, especially, as I said earlier, we've been ice cold recently. So I feel like whatever side I'm backing, at least on the ice, because that's been where we've been the coldest, I just don't think that this is the right spot. Now, as always, there's plenty of MLB action happening today. <laughs> this is going to be a common theme all the way up until October. And so a couple of lines that I like early on, but I didn't straight up play. Houston and Milwaukee, the Brewers are minus 110 at home. I do like Hauser over Belak if we're looking at the pitching matchup here. But the Astros have been the better team recently. They've won eight of their last 10. So I would maybe look at Brewers' first five if I was going to play this game. But I would think that the Astros would get the overall money line victory. Now, Baltimore and the Yankees. Yankees are minus 135 at home, and they've been playing great. They've won five straight coming into this game, and they also have Cortez going on the mound against Wells for the Orioles, so I think it's a very good spot for them to outright pick up the win here. 
So at minus 135, I think there's plenty of value there for the home team to win. So with that, we're going to head over to our last call pick segment. This is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is family owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great seasonal products that they have right now, like their sweet tea vodka, coconut vodka as well, and then my wife's personal favorite, their dill pickle vodka, which you can throw in a nice Caesar on a hot day. So really appreciate Last Mountain Distillery support local here at the Competitive Hedge Podcast. So we got four betting plays for you here today, plus a player prop. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with our second favorite play of the day, which is Brighton Double Chance versus Manchester City. Now, got it at minus 123 yesterday. It is now moved to minus 148. So pretty significant movement. I would still play it at that value. And it'll probably be an unpopular take because you're betting against Manchester City, a team that's been an absolute wagon all year. But I don't think that they're going to be rolling out their best 11 today. And when you've got Brighton with far more to play for, they're at home and they've got an opportunity for Europa League football next year. They've also won three of their last five. So they're playing good football heading in as well. So I like this chance for Brighton to come in and at the very least pick up a point, although they need all three if they're going to have a shot at that Europa League spot. Favorite play of the day is the Diamondbacks first five minus a half versus the Phillies for one and a half units at minus 125. I'm always a fan of Arizona anytime they have Zach Gallon on the mound. He is coming off a rough start with five earned runs in his previous But prior to that, he'd only given up six earned runs in his last seven starts combined. So he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball out of the gate. He also gets to take on Ranger Suarez, who he's given up seven in his last six innings pitched. So I like the slight road favorite here. I think they, at the very least, take an early lead. Maybe Arizona closes it out as well, but we're looking at the first five here for this play. Guardians money line putting a half unit on this one today at minus 140 versus the Chicago White Sox. White Sox have been the better team recently, which is why I didn't put a full unit on this one. But I do like this pitching matchup. Big fan of Quantrill, who's taken on Kopech. So I like the Guardians money line here today as a home favorite. And then I also like the Dodgers and Braves under nine and a half at minus 125. Again, a half unit play here. But You've got Gonsolin, who has no earned runs in his last 16 innings pitched. And you've got Elder, who's only given up five earned runs in his last 16 and a third innings pitched. So two guys that have been absolutely rolling. The reason why we're seeing nine and a half, it's two of the best batting lineups in baseball. But I need one of these pitchers to pitch a gem. I think there's the opportunity for both of them to do so. And we get a low scoring game here between two of the favorites in the NL this year. So give me the under nine and a half. And then to cap it off, I'm looking at a player prop for tonight of Sebastian Ajo over two and a half shots on goal at minus 121 for a full unit. Now, this is Carolina's second leading goal scorer in the regular season, and he needs to deliver in a big way tonight. He's had 13 shots in the three games prior in this series. He had a very quiet Devils series prior to that. So since he's been in this Florida matchup, though, he's been rock solid. And it's a must win. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at Bobrovsky and see if they can get a few pucks past him. And I think Ajo is going to be a big contributor in that department. So give me Ajo over two and a half shots at minus 121. 
Now, more player props realistically can be coming later today on all of our social media platforms. Got to keep an eye on what happens with some of these baseball lineups, but I do think that we're going to have a couple of total bases plays later on today as well, so keep an eye out for those. But we appreciate everyone who tunes into our live show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. As I said, we're off to the nation's capital for the rest of the week, so we're going to try and post some videos all throughout while we're there. But if not, we'll see you guys on Monday for the Competitive Hedge podcast.